Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 259, Trusting Our Inner Knowing, Stepping Beyond the Bubble. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. It's good to be back with you, and thank you for joining me. And first, let me send out my love and sympathy to parts of the world that are really suffering at this moment, especially Morocco after a very unusual earthquake that's killed thousands, and now Libya, who has seen floods that they have never seen, wiping away villages, and again, thousands lost. And I know there are disasters happening all over the world, whether it's fire or water, hurricanes. And I send my love out to all those who are suffering. It seems to be that we are in the midst of a very tempestuous time in terms of these natural disasters. And I call them natural because I think that something big is happening, not only within our own Earth, but within our solar system, our galaxy, etc. And that's part of what we're seeing here beyond what our man-made triggers to such disasters. But let's move from there into what I'm talking about today, which is looking at what does it mean to have an inner knowing? And what do I mean by stepping beyond the bubble? And this comes about because today, tomorrow is a new moon in Virgo, trining Uranus in conjunct Chiron, which is the healing of our wounds. And what I think I'm wanting to put across today is that this is a very special new moon about opening out into the unknown, the unexpected, that's Uranus, the rebel, the revolutionary. And often we create in our minds about Uranus being there's something happening unexpectedly, and certainly these disasters in Morocco and Libya are part of that. But I think for all of us to expect the unexpected and be unexpected, be extraordinary, do things that are outside the norm. That's what I mean by being outside the bubble. Don't be predictable. And it's really using what we call our creative imagination, which is a human gift to say, "Hmm, I'm going to do something different today. Or just in this moment, I'm going to think differently. I'm going to walk down this road differently. And I'm going to come back to that because only by owning our ability to be creative in the moment can we stop living a very predictable life, a life that some would say is a simulated life, a life within a bubble that's being created for us, a holographic bubble where we just keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So today, think about doing things differently, and I'm going to give you some examples later on. But when I looked at what was September bringing us astrologically, it was so interesting because I saw totally two different results as I was looking this up. From a tropical standpoint, this means that we follow what it means to be on this earth. 
most of our astrologers, and I myself included, use tropical astrology, it said it's going to be very quiet in September. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> and I was a little surprised because this was an organization that I trust, and we have six planets retrograde. And six, four planets retrograde feels an intense energy. Six planets means that we are feeling like we're in a pressure cooker. We're about to burst. I'm sure you've had that experience. But it's also forcing us deeper and deeper into our own psyche, the psyche of humanity, the psyche of our culture, the psyche of, of the earth, et cetera, et cetera. In some ways, who are we? Who are we? What are we doing? So it's, it's asking us to look at ourselves in this way, especially with Saturn in Pisces coming closer and closer to Pluto. And as I've mentioned before, it's like Saturn is saying, what is the structure by which you have been living your life? Pisces is an illusion, an imagination. Is the structure in which you have been seeing your reality actually working for you? Or does it need transforming Pluto into something new? So to me, it's almost like the veils are falling, the masks are coming off, uh, things aren't going the way you thought they would. But it's also saying, wow, look how predictable I am. <laughs> look how I keep thinking the same thing and getting the same result. I'm no good. Oh, look, someone's telling me I'm no good. I don't deserve. Oh, look, that happens. And this to me is what's happening over and over again. And when we look at the basis of a hologram, and I don't want to necessarily get into the physics of it, but it really is a beam of light that goes directly onto a photographic plate and a beam of light that goes off an object and where they meet is what we call an interference pattern. And that interference pattern is not the, well, it is the hologram, but you can't see it. And having studied holograms for so many years now, I realized there are two things that turn on this interference pattern into what we see as a holographic image or a holographic figure. If you've ever seen them, they are so lifelike. In fact, <laughs> we're probably seeing them on the television every day. But the fact of the matter is, when you see that holographic figure, you think, no, that's got to be solid. That is a solid figure. And it takes me back oh, years, maybe 20, 30 years of going into a museum in Denver, almost my first visit to Denver. And, and here this more naked lady was lying on the floor and she was covered up in a very beautiful way. But basically, she looked so real. I could have seen the hairs on her body. I could see every little mark on her body. And I walked around her like everybody else did. But it was actually just a hologram. None of us thought of just walking through her. <laughs> but it was just a hologram. And I think that now we're seeing so many more holographic images. As you might know, people are sending their avatar to be at a meeting and it's just a hologram, etc. And even virtual reality now, looking through goggles, it's a holographic view you're seeing. So the idea of a hologram is becoming more understandable from maybe 30 years ago. And coming back to this interference pattern, there's two things that create can create this figure of this lady who appeared three-dimensional. One is to shine the original, shine 
a replica of the original object that was photographed. So let's say it was an apple. If I then shine an image of an apple onto the interference pattern that appears on my plate, my photographic plate, I will then see a three-dimensional apple. So it's almost like taking a three-dimensional object, as we might say an apple is, we then break it down into this photographic plate. But then when we shine an image of an apple onto that, it brings it back to a 3D shape. So 3D to 2D to 3D, you could say. And that's what happens when we use our thoughts in the way that we often are. We're saying, okay, this is how I see the world. This is how I interact with that world. And every time I project onto that world, my belief systems, I keep seeing the same thing. Make sense? Uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, I have a fear of not having a job. That's my belief. I, the, the, I'm surrounded not by a world, but by my perception of reality through my mind. So there's an interference pattern all around me that I can't actually see. But what I do is I project that belief out onto that interference pattern, and that's what I keep seeing. Or I could take a simpler example. I might say, in my belief system, the sky is blue. Guess what? I project the idea of blue out into the, my environment. The sky is blue. Except for day, today when it's actually raining. Yay, New Mexico. <laughs> so the idea is that whatever is going on in our heads, everything that we're seeing is actually a computer readout of, of our belief systems. So, of course, we don't see color. It's our brain takes in the information and it says, oh, that looks like blue. Let's make it blue. And then we say, oh, look, it's a blue sky. So everything is coming from our beliefs, our perceptions, and being translated by our brain into what we consider reality. And that's a holographic, why holograms are often talked about. We live in a holographic universe, holographic reality. And this is really somewhat the Saturn Pisces energy, you know, how do I create from imagination, illusion, something that looks real? But at the same time, we're now going in the opposite direction and saying, well, is what I thought was real, really real? I hope you're following me here. Now, the other way I'm coming to, which will wake up that interference pattern, is to actually shine a light on it. And I found that fascinating. So if you shine a light on a holographic interference pattern, you see the object. And I don't know if you've ever picked up a hologram in, in the days when it used to be on a card or something, and you could move it. Have, have you ever done that? And you can see, oh, you go, wow, that became three-dimensional, well, not two-dimensional. Or even sometimes just, I remember going into, I think it was in Chicago, there was a, a museum of holograms and you could literally step from one side to another and looking at one picture and wherever you stepped you saw a different lady being projected in other words one minute she was young and the next minute she was old don't know why it's always women but it seemed to be but the fact is as i move my perception my place of perception i saw different images all right so changing your perception changes what we see all right. But shining a light meant that when I step beyond my perception and just shine pure light, and we talked about light last time, we might see that change in a hologram or something else appears. And I relate that very much to that sense of when we go, 
Oh, the light dawned. I see it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so sometimes we need to be outside ourselves to actually see what is reality. Isn't that true? If we stay in the same situation, we don't have that awareness. Sometimes we have to walk away and we come back and go, oh my goodness, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why am I with this person? What am I doing? Sometimes we have to move away to get back. And so this is what I consider this idea of an inner knowing, a higher, you know, what is being called the divine spark, a higher inspiration, something from a different viewpoint is allowing me to look at the hologram in a different way. Or one could say, if the hologram is multidimensional, I'm seeing beyond the dimensions of three dimensions, two dimensions, etc. Yes? All right. So this is, this is the framework that I know that I'm wanting to take you on today and recognizing that what we have in our world today, as I said, with Saturn and Pluto coming together, it's really a messing up of what we thought was reality. You might be feeling that. And I'm going to say things are only going to get worse, more crazy, more confusing. But at the most important thing I want to put across is you're not crazy. I was going to call this podcast, You're Not Crazy, but it might, it might not have been one that you wanted to come and listen to. <laughs> but I want you to appreciate that sometimes you just have this strong sense of certainty. And I call that inner knowing. That strong sense of, nope, that's not right. That doesn't resonate with me. And it's not your head talking. It's not your gut talking. I'm going to call it your deep heart talking. I'm not saying the third eye, but even that is limited. I'm going to suggest that all our chakras, especially what we call our third eye, or as you know, our heart, our sacral chakra, our root chakra, have many dimensions in them. And rather than just working on the very simplistic way we often look at them, and I've written about them and talked about them, I want you to understand that when we get to that level of that deep, impactful, divine spark, inspiration, intuitive knowing, it isn't coming from something superficial. It isn't aligning with something you already know. Isn't that true? You, you know, you say, I just know this to be true. And someone say, well, explain it to me. And you go, I can't explain it. I just know it. And that inner knowing is not limited by emotions or beliefs. Make sense? It's, it doesn't have any energy to it, does it? If you think about it. So I may describe something about manifestation. I'll say, well, have an intention, apply emotions to it. You get what you need. And that's what we do all the time. That's how we create our reality. But the fact of the matter is, inner knowing doesn't have emotions and it doesn't have intention. It just has a sense of knowing. Yes, I hope you've all had that experience, that sense of certainty. And it isn't emotional. It's very cool, isn't it? It's just like, nah, it, take it or leave it. You know, I don't need to impress this on you. I just know it. And that sense of inner knowing is 
a deep heart experience, a deep third eye experience, a deep knowing. And you can test it out for yourself. It's like, where do I feel that deep knowing? Oh, yes, I, I can put my hand in that place. I'm pointing towards my chest, but it's not something, oh, I love you. And uh, this is just like, nah, this, I'm, I'm connected to the source of all knowing. And that isn't an arrogant thought. It's just that I'm not wasting time going around the houses. I'm just going to the sense of all knowing within my parameters. And you could call that my higher self. So my higher self, my higher mind is saying, I am accessing the source of all knowing for what is at the moment Christine. And this is what she knows. And when you go into that all knowingness, it's almost as if there's no time and space. Well, there is no time and space. It's just now, isn't it? It's just now, here. <laughs> doesn't have a relationship to the past. doesn't have a relationship to the future. It just, no, I know it now. Maybe that's why we have that word now in all knowing. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting if you look at that word from an English point of view, of course, you take out the now and you get king. So I'm sovereign of my knowingness, of my nowness. And that's a very interesting way that Christine liked to look at it. <laughs> I'm sovereign of the now. And so when we're in that space of knowingness, we are not limited by time and space. And that takes us to a place where we're saying, okay, if I'm not limited by time and space, then I am actually processing information faster than the speed of light. And in a lot of different forms of physics, it says, no, that's impossible. You can't, nothing goes faster than the speed of light. But not only does it go faster than the speed of light, it happens even before you think it. <laughs> and I think that ties up with some well to experiments that I've seen where, um, for instance, they, a computer on one side of the Atlantic, for let's say in Britain, would pick, randomly pick a symbol for people who were living in America, and those people living in America were told to sit down. They weren't told when to, but they gave them a range. You know, you could say sit down between this hour and this hour, and a message you will receive a symbol. And when you receive that symbol, write it down or draw it. And what happened was that the people, let's say in America, who were drawing it, often not only drew the correct symbol that the computer had randomly picked, they often wrote it or, or drew it long before the computer had picked it. So what that does is just mess up our minds to say that time actually is a false expectation. Well, as you know, I've described it as a temporally induced mind experiment. Time is a limiting force that has played, been placed within our minds to say there is a past, present and future, but time is only now. At the same time, space is only here. Uh, last night I had a big dream when I was in a friend's house and lots of things were happening. And I could tell you that I could see these objects, I could smell the food cooking, I could touch something. But when I woke up, none of it was there, none of it was true. It was true. I'm not saying it didn't exist, but it didn't exist in this moment. But as far as I was concerned, there was a space I was inhabiting. But it, it was really just saying to me that my imagination can take me into any space at any time. And it's all here and now. And this brings me to the place that says, 
that what is happening is that it's like if you're watching television or whatever you watch, all those channels, the YouTube channels, whatever you watch, are there now. They're running. They're just running their course, aren't they? And you say, oh, I'm not going to watch that one anymore. I'm going to watch that one. I'm going to listen to that one. I'm not going to listen to that one anymore. Does that mean that the others disappear? Well, again, you could go into can you, know, can you hear a tree fall if you're not there? And so the idea is, does it exist when you're not focusing on it? But let's perceive it is existing when you're not focusing. But so that when you move from one program to another, you're actually now investing your energy consciousness into that particular program. And you may be someone who's very imaginative and you're like, wow, there I am in 19th century Spain and now I'm into this. And you're there, aren't you? You're saying that's where I am, but you're not. It's a part of you that relates to that. And then when you change channels, wow, now I'm in 22nd century wherever. <laughs> and you're there. So this is the whole idea that we're actually living parallel lives. So rather than just living one life, here I am having this life. It is the me that's having this life but I'm accessing information from various places. Just as if I watch different YouTube channels, I'm accessing different information from different people. And whatever I resonate makes me think, oh, I'm there, but I'm really not. It's just that I'm accessing consciousness or information that resonates with my higher self's being. I know this is a lot of information today. But what I'm wanting to just really put over is that the illusions that Saturn in Pisces are revealing is that there is only now, there is only here. We have access through our consciousness to what we call past lives or future lives, but it's really just like turning on a different, as I say, television program and losing yourself in the what we call the past or in the future. But there is, we are not those people. We are just resonating with aspects of who they are. And, and this, I will say, comes from the Bashar work I was just listening to on Parallel Lives. So coming back to now, we are saying is, okay, if what I'm living within is a simulation, a, a holographic world that I just keep feeding, how do I change that? How do I step outside the bubble of creation? And if you read someone like David Icke's book, his new book of, called The Dream, fascinating because it's all about how we probably think this simulated world has been around for probably 200,000 years at least, so it's not new. So what, what do we do? What can we do that steps outside that? What we need to first do is stop telling ourselves the same story. This is me. Tell, uh, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you my identity. This is who I am. These are what I believe in. And as you might notice, I never talk about who my guides are or, or what I see myself being or why I'm here. Not because I don't somewhere inside my deep heart know, but as soon as I talk about it, I've positioned myself within a simulated world. I believe in this, I am from this planet, this, this galaxy, I'm already limiting myself. So that inner knowing that I hope I'm describing well to you doesn't need 
explanation, does it? It just says, I just know I'm, I'm loved. I know I'm, a, I'm an okay person, etc. So being able to n- not identify is actually healthy. It might feel a bit crazy because people ask you, well, what do you believe? What, do you, you know, what, what religion? Where do you go? It's like you can tell them, but you're not identifying with. You're not attached. Your, your sense of knowing isn't attached to that. And what I feel is happening, I'm just coming back to the astrology, with this new moon in Virgo and the sun's in Virgo, it feels as if Virgo on its lowest level can be very critical. I know myself. But it also is about compassion. But the middle level of Virgo to me is that any of us, I've got Virgo rising, any of us with Virgo energy always notice that a picture is not straight on the wall. Yes? It isn't because we're criticizing that picture. We're saying we know what perfection is and that picture is not it. So any of us with Virgo energy actually know when the simulation, the, the, the movement, the something that we're seeing is not in balance with the bigger picture. And I'm feeling that that's what's going to become more clear to all of us around this new moon and onwards. Because what we're seeing is actually that doesn't jar, that doesn't really resonate. It's almost like you see the, the hologram start to simmer, um, dissolve. I see, you know, it, it, it starts to simmer. That's what I'm, word I'm trying to shimmer. That's the word I'm looking for. I've seen the hologram shimmering. Some of you might have seen that. If you saw The Matrix, the film, he sees the black cat pass and he says, oh, that's deja vu. But what they say is, no, that's when the matrix or where there's something wrong with the matrix imaging. It's a blip in the computer. So when you see something like a deja vu, or you know, you know, you're saying, wow, I'm seeing through what I shouldn't be able to see through. In other words, I'm seeing through the bubble. I'm seeing beyond the bubble. I'm seeing other dimensions. And those other dimensions... You don't have to move to go to those other dimensions. You don't have to send or jump through hoops to get there. They're already there. We just have to change our perception of reality. We have to focus on our inner knowing. So coming back to here we have the astrology. We are seeing this new moon as really important, being able to see beyond the bubble we've lived in, shine a light on the true world. What the sidereal astrologers say is, no, this month is a crazy month, which was kind of very interesting. And they say that especially for America, it's a very crazy time around the 23rd and 24th of this month, which just happens to be the equinox. So just going to tell you, I'm doing an equinox seminar actually on the 22nd, on the Friday. So if you're interested, please do sign up and you can find the details both on Facebook and on my website, on my calendar. But the fact of the matter is they see, because sidereal astrology sees the positioning as according as if we were living on the stars, they see Mars as in, Mars is in Virgo at this time, whereas tropical sees it in Libra. And they say that that Mars in Virgo is going to be on the United States moon, which is in Aquarius. So what it's really saying is it's bringing to light those things which are not true, which are not balanced, which are not perfect. 
So really exploring the bigger picture and it's saying, no, things are going to really explode around that time, the 23rd, 24th of September, not long to go. Same time, there's changes happening to, on the Saturn of America, which is the structure, the constitution. And I've said that the whole Pluto retrograde that's happening at this time is coming back towards the time when the American constitution was written. So there's going to be challenges to the constitution and also to the government, to whether they uphold that constitution. And whatever you think, it doesn't matter whether or not you're saying, oh, it's out of date, it should be renewed, maybe it needs to be renewed. But you can't just decide it's not there. So it's really asking us all, by which rules are we living? And I'm going to say to you, don't live by the rules of mankind. Live by the rules of your higher self, by your, your divine spark, by your universe. And again, don't see that as a God up there who's looking down on you and judging what you're doing. Live by your own inner knowing. I live that inner knowing to me is my discipline, my integrity, my, my compassion. It's not just an intuitive knowing. It's I am living by the purest part of my beingness, what I call my deep heart. So expect the unexpected. I hear that things are only going to get worse as the light energy, this, this highest energy is coming down. It's actually pushing into us all the confusion, all the darkness in one could say that we've experienced. But darkness, not in negativity, but it's like, wow, how have I been lost in this shadow for so long? So it's, it's revealing who you are, but you have to first own the fact that where you are isn't working. And I'll maybe talk about that at another time. And finally, how do we really get in touch with that inner knowing? I've said to you, it's that sense of no time, no space. But it's also using that creative inspiration, which is saying, do something different for once. For once. <laughs> so every moment, as I've said to you, it's like a, a stream, you know, what we think is a continuation of a life. You know, every moment is one after another. Are actually just film slides, you know, that are so close together, we don't recognize there's a difference. So it's almost like every breath, you can do something differently. Oh, I'm going to do something differently. I'm going to do something differently. And it doesn't actually mean I'm going to change my world. It's actually how you want to approach that world. And so part of it is even if you're walking down a street, every step you can say, this step's going to be a happy step. This step is going to be an unhappy step. And just notice how the world changes around you just by changing the expression of your emotions in that moment. And then recognize if we're living parallel lives, then one part of you, one aspect of that parallel lives is doing exactly what you dream to do, but you don't think you can do it. Well, act as if you are living that life. You don't have to move into do meditation and become that parallel life, but whatever your dream is, live it as if you're already living it. Oh, I can feel the excitement of living it. I can feel myself doing that. The more you bring that creative imagination into what it is you do want to do, the less power of what you don't want to do has over you. Finally, I used to use this in my intuition classes. Some of you were with me on that. Do things differently. And it's so interesting how often I say this to people and they say, oh, I couldn't draw, I couldn't write, I couldn't. It's like, thank you. Then already you're blocking your own inspirational energy, your own inner knowing. So I used to say, write a poem. If my soul could speak to me today, it would say, 
write a poem, walk backwards and sing, sing what you want to do. You see, your left brain is the controller at the moment. It's saying, I'll tell you what to do. This is how you have to think. This is how you have to do. But when we do something odd, like walking backwards and speaking or singing, our left brain freaks out and goes, what is she doing? And it tries to bring us back online. You know, you, you, you're an old person. You can't walk and you can't sing and dance or skip. Doesn't, don't you have those sort of words in your head? But, you know, you can. Sometimes I skip across the car park in the supermarket, let everybody just say, Ooh, what's she on? I'm on, I'm on a high of my, my inner knowing. So do something different. Sing to something. When someone says, what do you want to do? Sing it to them. I want to do this. Again, I won't go too far. Or write a poem. Do something that your left brain is freaking out about. The last thing I'll say there is the other thing that I know allows that left brain to get out of the way is when we do things that are habit forming. We know how to do them. And that's why I say some of our greatest inspirations, our greatest divine spark moments come when we're in the shower. Because we're not thinking about, shall I do my left arm first or my right arm? Or maybe we're cooking. We don't have to think about how to peel a potato. We're doing it. Left brain is happy. Right brain can actually bring information. I do it through my gardening. I potter in my garden. I don't have to think about doing that. I know what I want to do. Left brain happy. Right brain brings in new information. So it's not about focusing your mind so your left brain is happy, please. Oh, I've got to meditate in this way. I've got to do It's actually get your left brain out the way and let that divine spark enter your mind. And when that divine spark enters the heart, you have that strong sense of inner knowing. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. I hope that helps. I know this has been a big subject. But let's get out of the bubble, out of our minds and into our hearts. Follow that inner knowing and all will be well. Remember maybe to see you on the 22nd in my seminar. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.